We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. Extra dystopian this week, we're going to get into that. I'm Justin Sanders. I uh, got my co-host, John Stefanczyk, with me. What's up, John? Gotta let the intro play out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Tennessee Tech wins the regional. Stayed in the Supers all alone. This summer I hear them calling. Fire Bianco. Gotta get down to it. Offense choked us down. Cockrell should have been benched long ago. Wallace got drafted. Headed straight out of town to the majors he goes. Is verse two? Verse two coming? Huh? Is that it? Only two verses in the song. They go la 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 la. No, you're right. I just thought I couldn't tell if you're letting the music play because I love it as always. I'm going to go through all that, but that is the an adoption to summarize this weekend in Oxford, where Ole Miss walks onto the field at noon Monday, mm-hmm. thirty and four in their building. Mm-hmm. They had not lost twice at home to any opponent all year. Correct. Austin Miller in the house, guys, I should say. A special guest, Austin Miller, who has grievances to file, so we will be As there. Always. <laughs> anyone, anyone that has grievances to file, especially with Ole Miss Athletics, is welcome on this podcast. They so get run we're, we're out of the building the first game, and then the whole place is just waiting for a choke job the second game. Of course. Fowler goes out there and gives you all you can ask for. Oh, Fowler did great. They get up two runs, and they can't hold on to it, and they, they're bringing dudes out of the field to pitch, and they can't get it done. Holy cow. Is it the team Tennessee with a five-plus ERA, it, it can't be said enough. I mean, crazy. They, they only scored three runs. Most prolific offense in America, you hold them to three runs, and you lose. It's just unacceptable. Bianco tightness, Austin. What are your thoughts? I'm here in Northwest Arkansas, where Arkansas went three and zero in their home regional. Mm-hmm. 
with with another they, they, another good offensive mid major, Southern Miss, no problem. In Dallas Baptist, another good right. Dallas good Baptist, major. a great program. A better pitching, I would. I, I'm going to guess they have better pitching stats. Continue. I think I think both those teams have better pitching staffs than Tennessee Tech. Yeah. Although Southern Miss lost the reason when they didn't pitch Sandlin, but that's that's a different whole different story. I'm getting ready for a super regional here in Fayetteville. It's nice. It's fun. To have a super regional. Are you exci- are you excited about that, or are you still uh, are you still spewing about? I'm, I'm 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 bitter and scorned, and I am I'm the bitter scorn ex boyfriend who's going to the bar with this new girl. Arkansas. <laughs> uh, but Austin, this is the best team in Ole Miss history. Are they? I mean, that's what I've been told. It's a great that's season. That's what Potus said. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true, actually. He is one of my sources. Uh, I mean, Red Cup Rebellion told me that, you know, you, you can't bellyache about this because it was a great season no matter what. Did they actually say that? Yeah, here, we can quote the actual tweet. We don't want to slander anybody here, you know. Um, I have not seen their tweet. Please inform me. Uh, there believe, was a lot of denial and delusion on social media. I believe Bless Table uh, sent a link earlier, but there was also a screenshot sent yesterday. Um, let me see here. It says, sorry, guys. Uh, is that Ross Bjork? Not the result we hoped for. Yeah, no shit, Ross. That wasn't the tweet. Okay, hold on. I'll just click on this <laughs> link that Table sent. Um, okay, it says, and look, I'll say this: anyone who claims this is WAOM can kindly fuck off. If you're not, if you're not aware, maybe you're new to uh, this terrible thing that is falling on Miss Sports. Saying WAOM, we are Ole Miss, kind of a tongue-in-cheek way uh, to to celebrate. I guess you could say commiserate after Ole Miss does something either stupid or just hit, get hit with some bad luck. Uh, Arkansas fourth and twenty-five, definitely a we are Ole Miss moment. Evan, uh, Evan Button, two thousand yeah. The famous error, and definitely, definitely this regional is a We Are Ole Miss moment. So the tweet says, and look, I'll say this. Anyone who claims this is a We Are Ole Miss can kindly fuck off. Losing to a team that's won 52 games, hit 130-plus homers, isn't a fluke or some curse or, or a sports disease. Sometimes you just lose. What about scoring two runs against a pitching staff? Over five ERA, like John said, who closed out the game for three innings with their right fielder. Like that is a, that's part of this. You can't just say, "Oh, we lost to a team with a really good offense." They only scored three runs. That was this not is, the problem. This is ridiculous. Like, uh, Tennessee Tech is going to lose in two games in the Austin Super Regional. We all know it. Everyone knows that's gonna, what's mm, going to happen. There's a lot of there's a lot of people thinking that they're going to go to Omaha. I know it's ridiculous. If Tennessee Tech goes to Omaha, maybe we can start talking about the narrative shifting slightly. But you will never be able to escape the fact that you had to beat a team one out of two times, two a team that had to play four games in about 28 hours, uh, and you couldn't do it. And they're not a team that pitches well or plays good defense, and you still couldn't do it. You you let them. I mean, they started their closer in game one. He was really good. He did a, it made a, did a hell of an effort. They used but then you their, got to, but then you got but then you got to him and you and you got their ace to to be burned the right. First of two times. And obviously, I mean, we're gonna have to talk about the times their ace came in. Moths. They were big opportunities for Ole Miss. Uh, game one was kind of already lost no matter what. This is game one of Monday. It was actually a game. I don't know what six of the regional or something like that. It was the first game that Ole Miss could have won to win the regional. Regional championship game got completely blown out. It was like ten nothing early on. 
James McArthur just comes out there walking people. He walks the first guy on four pitches. I mean, he deserves a lot of blame for this whole his whole thing, in my opinion. Like, I, I really do think maybe if McArthur had had a similar start to Fowler, we could have found some offensive confidence. But the way they piled on runs, uh, it was just obvious it wasn't going to happen. It, there's just so many things you can point to, individual moments. It's just an abject failure. I mean, oh, it's a failure. There's no, there's I, people who are saying it's not a failure are in denial. Well, also they won the SEC championship, bro. They won the tournament. Wait, Guys, was that, wait, was wait. that not the right tournament? Were they supposed to win a different tournament? Ah, oh, shoot. Ah, uh, well. Hey, speaking speak, speaking of tournaments, Tennessee Tech didn't even win their conference tournament, so that's how much. Conference well, they didn't need to because I got a freaking at-large bid because they're like good. I'm not saying they're not good. What I'm saying is Ole Miss was supposed to be better. They were at home. They got beat by them twice in a row. Really almost got beat three times. I was talking to John about this before the show started. The 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 9-8 victory over Tennessee Tech in the first game they played was, I mean, that, that to me is as bad as you can look against the team and still win. They looked like the bigger, stronger, better team the entire game. Most of Ole Miss's runs were gifts. Uh, it was just, I, I knew watching that game that, I didn't know they were going to lose because I still had some faith that the offense would find its footing they, earlier in the they season. They needed Missouri State to beat Tennessee Tech that night. Oh, that's, that was their only hope. There was no way they were going to beat Tennessee Tech uh, after Tennessee Tech made it to, to Monday, it turns out. Just oof, man. Oof. I don't even know where. I don't even know where we go, like what we, how we want to continue talking about this other than just saying, Jesus Christ. Okay. Tweet. Yeah. When the POTUS does his fake news awards mm-hmm. from Mississippi. <laughs> That's the number one statement. Should we should we reach out to him again? Like we want I want to do a collab with MSU POTUS for real. Yeah. I, I would should. love to have MSU POTUS on the uh on the show. Did he have any um thoughts on them not hosting a super? Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Are you, is this is that a real question? Come on, man. Yeah, I, I don't I don't follow him, so I don't know. The the corrupt NCAA, <laughs> bruh. It's crooked. <laughs> And me and John were talking about this before the show. Uh, yeah, other other tournament storylines. State wins Tallahassee Regional. They're face up with Vanderbilt in the Super Regional. Neither was a host. So the committee has to decide who's going to host the Super Regional. Um, state fans are livid because part of the requirements are supposed to be about like revenue potential or whatever. Obviously, State plays in the Carnegie Hall of Baseball, as they'll, they'll proudly tell you. As they, they labeled it that themselves, by the way. Very cool. Um, and, and so they're angry that, you know, uh, Vanderbilt has a smaller stadium, less revenue potential. Uh, but the thing is, me and John were talking about this. Their stadium isn't even finished. The whole upper deck is not finished. They don't have bathrooms. Like it's ridiculous. Come on. You don't need those things. All right. So you want, you want some samples of, uh, his righteous, uh, fury today. Austin, is anyone surprised the totally corrupt and inept NCAA scheduled a very undeserving Vanderbilt to host the super regionals? Couldn't even punish proven cheaters like cheating Ole Miss, capitalized North Carolina and Miami appropriately. So I want to give them some some uh, some uh, feedback on this one, some constructive criticism. I think he's getting a little lazy. He is forgetting to capitalize like all caps words as much as possible. Like I think maybe very undeserving should have been capitalized. He did capitalize the C in cheating Ole Miss, like he was making it a <laughs> nickname. So I like that. I think that's good. Um, I just think he needs to work on his, his all capitalizations. I got to say, when I look at this account, it makes me proud because there are followers that I know are following it because I've tweeted about it so much, including uh, Scott and Sean Ray's father, Todd, following it. I love that. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Tiki Todd, shout out. 
Um, oh, he, 23 hours ago, he just tweeted, big win for Tennessee Tech, exclamation mark. Okay, so that seems to be getting away from the brand a little bit. That's kind of just like a, a, an angry State fan that can't resist cheering for whoever's playing Ole Miss. That's good stuff. I don't know, man. It's really good. It's really good content, as always. Let's get back to our own problems. Where do you want to start? So let, let's let's get kind of to the bigger, you know, I guess the, the aftermath of this. What does it mean for Mike Bianco, his equity with the fan base, his standing with the fan base? Well, two angles, I guess at least two, and we can talk about more if we get if they come up. But what's his standing with the administration, and what's his what administration fan base? Yeah, I agree. The administration is is out to lunch, dude. I'm not sure that anybody over there. But do they have? But do they have any kind of capital to make any kind of meaningful decisions? I don't think so. Don't think so. so who is making? So the Pete, who is the decision maker? I don't think decisions think are being made. Who's what? I mean, the the firing AK was the biggest decision they made in a long time. They literally just retained Matt Luke. That that happened earlier this year. They rolled over a crooked freeze. Yeah, exactly. To me, that's not a decision. That's the, that's the lack of a decision. That's a decision. I think it's. Just, I think also, that's just status quo. Status quo. I think that's their. They also and they also rolled Mike over after not making the tournament. Yeah. Well, well it well, paid off, dude. This year he had the best season in Ole Miss history. So they, they were best the team. Fourth best season. team. There is a difference. No, best season is what people are saying, my guy. Oh man. Because of the regular of the season win record. No, because the regular season win record. Oh, but, the yeah. regular season win record. Okay. I mean, it's stupid, dude. Is that a, yeah? Is that the, a, well, is that... Bianco Bianco did say best team, which is just like okay, so you're basically just calling yourself out for shitting the bed coaching them. If you really think they're the best team, and this is how their season ended, Jesus. I tell you, we gotta. This is this is the alarming piece of all this. Bianco has his, has a reputation of his teams being tight. Mm-hmm. They. Mm-hmm. Have never won. They yeah, they're Tom, one and six and winning good Omaha games. Tom, Tom one, was, one and six. Tom was going through this on the pod. I, I think they have they have a losing record for in regional clinching games at home. Mm-hmm. And they have in their own and their super regional you know, clinch to go to Omaha records atrocious mm-hmm. as well. The only time they've ever gotten through to Omaha was on the road. So, well, they did. They won. They did win a home regional that year. I will give them that. Right, they right. did do that, but and they've won. They've won more home regionals than they lost. But they've got issues at home in the postseason. But the last two home regional, they've gone two and four, and that and ex- didn't get out of either. And those issues extend from two thousand four all the way to yesterday. And I mean, the kids on that team yesterday were four years old. When they lost, when they went zero and two and zero four. Mm-hmm. So, what's the one common thread? Bianco of all is Bianco. So I don't really know how you can't sit here and say, you know what, they've got some, they've got some psychological slash attitude issues in the postseason. And then, and then, kind of, t- Sanders and I were, were talking before the podcast about the eighteen years of Bianco. The first night versus the last night, and it's and it's a very stark difference, hmm. with the exception of the 2014 year. Yeah, the one 14 bucked the trend, and what's interesting is that team was very junior and senior laden 
more so than uh, this team was. Sophomore lead. Yeah, it's almost like that that team needed a bunch of juniors and seniors to kind of, and they had a, and they underachieved badly in uh, 13 as a team of sophomores and juniors. They went, maybe, they went to Raleigh and they kind of got embarrassed. Maybe that. I mean, and, and, where they were going to get, they were going to be tougher. Well, so you're describing whole- next year, right? I mean, I'm not trying to give Bianco any credit or bail him out, but. In theory, that same thing happened this year. They come back older next year. They lose a lot of pitching. But, I mean, yeah, but next year's teams, let's say they have a good team next year and they get seated 12th in the country. Mm-hmm. You know That whole damn roster is going to be tighter than a drum first pitch of that whole yeah, deal. Maybe We're, they can learn something from it. I mean, I'm not happy, but maybe they can. The, the question next year is, who's going to play center field? Joe Gray got drafted 60th. He's not coming to school. Golson's gone. Do you think Olenek is gone, Austin? Do you know? Do you care? This might be too soon for you to even think about it after the loss. I mean, has he been drafted? I mean, I, he hasn't been drafted yet. I don't know if he's the most like projectionable. I don't think guy. he projects well for the major leagues. People always say, you know, don't come back for a senior year because you lose all leverage. I mean, it's it's an overreaction, I think. But honestly, I I won't be sad to see Olenek go after the way he ended the season. Lost like fifty points off his average in the past month. Just complete dead spot trash at number two in the order. I mean, he's a liability. I don't know, but still, the the point is you're downgrading catcher from Fortes to Johnson. You have to replace at least one of your outfielders, if not two. Um, your whole you have to replace rotation. All three starters. Uh, and then you need a lot of help in the bullpen still. And then you, you, you then, then you lose your midweek stars because they're going to the weekend. Yeah, you need a new midweek starter. You need a new middle relief guy because Etheridge is going to be a rotation guy. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of question marks. But the the core of the lineup, at least until the postseason, should in theory still be like pretty good. This year was the year from a personnel perspective. Maybe. The- I don't know. I, I, I think you're right, but also I think the point you just made points to maybe they could do better next year. Maybe. If the if the question uh, is sophomore uh, versus junior. The point, uh, I, it's well, what, but what, what does that mean for next season, though? That puts – is it super bust? Yes. Yeah, I think bus? next season you have to make a super regional at the very least. If you want to not just be labeled forever as someone that – like Mark Rick, the Mark Rick comparison. Bianco is saddled with that now. The only way he's gonna, the only chance he has to break out of it in the near future is to do better next year than he did this year in the postseason. It's interesting you interpret my point to be that they're gonna do better. I think I think it means they're gonna do worse because they're gonna if if they host, they're gonna be tighter than a drum. We've watched this unfold a million times. But you were making the point that the fourteen team needed the embarrassment of thirteen, and they needed to be older. He- Raleigh is a two seed and wasn't expected to get out of that regional. This team hosted a regional is the is a is the fucking four seed in the country and let Tennessee Tech run in there and destroy them back to back games on a Monday. That's scarring. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll that, see. That team all year was completely away and ignorant of the of the of the Mike Bianco tight virus, and then it showed up the one day it didn't need to. Like, I can't think I of a more know. scarring year. I can't think of a more scarring year. I think 05 and 09, you can at least kind of tip your hat to Texas and Virginia being quality teams with with quality players. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that Texas team won a national championship. Well, Tennessee Tech's going to win one, right? Isn't that what Moth said? That's what he said. He's, he's, he's not wrong yet. So far, his predictions have been spot on. Oh, man. You know they're going to go into Texas look like absolute garbage. They didn't look that good at the plate against us in, uh, in two of the three games. I mean, they, uh, they looked pretty good in game one. In game three, they looked very mortal. Ole Miss could not take advantage of it. It was like watching a car wreck in slow motion. Like the whole time, it was just very obvious what was happening. And this is probably getting too much into the weeds, but like this team dominated midweek and mm-hmm. non-conference, mid-major, starting pitching, mm-hmm. relief pitching all year, and then they just they just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Something just... happened, and the, it, are, are we going to see any changes made? Uh, Bianco's not going anywhere, but does do you? make an assistant coach change do you hire like a sports psychologist do you it, it, it sucks because clement until the postseason had had it such a huge turnaround with his offense i mean it was it was much much improved but oh, clement clement i mean yeah they had a crap crappy they it's almost like it's a psychology thing i don't think it's a i think it comes from bianco more but i mean like i like what clement did with the offense up until this weekend like the offense was completely better and different offense was fine for the first two games they scored nine runs in each of them yeah yeah i mean they still weren't getting great contact i I really thought both of those wins they took a lot of advantage of i mean the crowd tennessee tech's coach talked about how in the first game the crowd gave them several runs i mean uh Adam's still third without the pitcher ever coming at, coming uh, off the mound. Um, they had that play where Golson scored from second on a pass ball walk. Uh, they had a there was another play where they couldn't hear each other out there, and so like honestly, like the fans cannot do more. I mean, I guess more people could have taken off work on Monday to try to make it loud in there again, but I mean, this is Bianco. This is this is not on anyone else, and it just it's. Like I said, it's like watching something you can't stop, but you're forced to just watch it continue on and on and over and over and over again. But it's just, from a fan perspective, it's tough, though, when you have, like, all the the string of bad at-bats, and then you have the rally in the sixth inning, and it Mm -hmm. just dies. And they get into it, they go up 2-0, they got bases loaded, one out, uh, and then what, Keenan and Cockrell both struck out, right, to Moth? Yeah. Yeah, And and that's just insane. I mean, they're using a starting pitcher... For the fourth time in three days. Third time. Third, third time. No, no, no. It was uh, no because he uh. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot they didn't start him. So he he pitched on Saturday and went like 115 pitches or something, and then he came in in relief on Monday, Monday twice. First game. Yeah. No, in both games. He came on in relief yeah, both. in both games. It's just insane. There are no words. Well, whatever. Now I don't have to worry like about I, like, sports like for a, a fan, summer. I got a fan. I was. I had not been that frustrated since the fifteen Memphis game. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that. That is a good analog. That is a very good point. Yeah. Although I'll be honest, when they, I was kind of sitting there going, you know what? In that last game, this is kind of what Ole Miss does. I'm to the point where whatever. Yeah, and I mean, like, outside of the chance that they do well next season, which I think they'll probably have a a worse regular season, uh, but still decent and probably a similar result in the postseason. If there's ever a, you know, next year's team is set up 
to go be a two seed. I mean, Mike has never gone and won a regional as a two seed. Never won a regional on the road. That'd be fun. They could do that next year. I mean, he also he, never he never came through a losers bracket either. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, you figure at some point one of his team. I mean, his team's always. I mean, they play worse in the postseason than they do the regular season. Is that ever going to reverse at some point? It almost the only. Twenty twelve is the only season that comes to mind where they were better in the postseason than the regular season. They and didn't even get the, out of there though. And they had two shots to get to the super, and they lost both games. Sounds familiar. Time. Sounds familiar. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just depressing because pretty much every program is now in rebuild mode. I mean, I don't – I like Matt Luke. He's a good rebel. I don't I don't think he's going to win more than, like, seven games in the SEC West. Like, not SEC games. I mean, total. Uh, and then, obviously, like, there's a chance for Kermit to be good down the line. He's recruiting, like, well, better than AK. But still, that's going to be a while. Like, that's I'm, – I'm now looking forward to Kermit Davis basketball. Like, that's what Ole Miss has done to me. Haven't they turned over a lot of the roster, though? What, on basketball? Yeah. No, they kept they, everybody. They had, a bunch, they had a bunch of seniors. He only, I think he only, they only got rid of the uh, the Eastern European guy, I think. Malice or whatever. They kept they kept everybody they wanted. They they kept Brian. They kept, uh, what's-his-face, you know I'm talking about, Zero. Uh, they, Schuler. Yeah, Schuler. <laughs> they kept Terrence Davis for his senior year. What? If Kermit got that team to beat all expectations next year it would shock me and i mean we know whatever team is average or even slightly like really honestly just being average is probably enough to get the fans excited with just how demoralized the old miss fan base is right now i mean this baseball season was a great example they glommed onto this team super hard uh because when old miss football is bad there's a lot of Ole Miss fans that have nothing else to put that energy into they're just looking for any type of success we saw it last year with softball I mean, they just want to win stuff. And, like, honestly, with the money the Ole Miss has in the athletics budget, with the money they get as SEC school, it shouldn't be this hard to have at least one consistent program that can make noise, uh, not just in the regular season, but have when, some when sort of relevance. A, when a fan base, though, is waiting for the for the Charlie Brown misses the football moment. Yeah, it's not a good sign. To the magnitude that Ole Miss does with everything, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got to figure out how to change their mindset. Well, what do you think well, about, like, the the Michael Thompson approach of, uh, well, you know what I'll do? I'll just keep saying the thing that everybody associates with Ole Miss uh, choking, which is W-A-O-M, but I'll insist that now it means, like, a good thing. Like, he's just, like, that's the laziest the laziest strategy they should develop a whole new phrase and start promoting it well it should be well they i feel like they tried it with the whole new normal thing right like it needs to be some phrase about how hey mississippi made is the new phrase no the phrase needs to be like we're not that anymore we promise and then you got to live up to it then you have to actually be better and be new and different you almost need to acknowledge the mindset chain i'm trying to think of what a good one would be kind of like uh I don't know, rebuild um, greatness <laughs> or something like the effect of rebuild, winning, greatness. And Reclaim your place. Restore glory. There. Make them great like again? That. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> well, I mean, 
Starkville's trying to make Starkville great make Starkville again. great again. Uh, MSU POTUS. Yeah. So speaking of that, while we're talking about Mississippi State, you know, because we're an Ole Miss podcast, um, what do you think about Mississippi State going to three straight Super Regionals with three different coaches while Mike has been to two Supers in the last 10 years? Wait, is that right? Did Cohen, Cohen went to the, the one three years ago? Is that right? Yeah. That's so funny, dude. I mean, congratulations to Mississippi State on their Super Regionals. That's great. I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, they are just better at winning in the postseason than Ole Miss is, um, at least in the last 20 years or whatever. Um, I I think it's hilarious. The three coaches thing is by far the funniest part to me, and they did it all to themselves. Like, Cohen quit because he wanted to be AD. He hired Conazaro, brilliant hire. This this guy's going to win a national championship, guys. Cohen's the best AD in America. He's a genius. Uh, he, he just makes like insane decisions as the head coach of SEC program gets fired for it. They promote Gary Henderson. Now they're doing well with him. It's like, honestly, you feel a little bad for the players. Cause they obviously have a lot of talent, uh, coming through that program, but they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. I think it's hilarious. Um, if you, but, but why are they able to flip the switch in the postseason? Cause they're, 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 the they're underdogs, they're right? They're, they're playing through. Well, last season they had their own regional, right? But this season they, they went through Florida State's regional. No, they I mean, went to Hasburg last year. They went to Hasburg last year. Oh, right, right. So they, they like being the underdogs. They're on the road, right? But I think it's hilarious uh, that – maybe not hilarious, but they caught some good breaks uh, in the regional this year. I mean, the fact that Samford beat Florida State to send them into the elimination game with State uh, I think is definitely an advantage for State as opposed to having to try to beat them at home as the one seed, you know, like if, if FSU has started 2-0 like Ole Miss did, uh, that was an advantage. Obviously, uh, Oklahoma isn't great. They scored 20 runs on State in the first game. Hey, give Gary Henderson credit because whatever managing decisions he made that uh, maybe resulted in that embarrassing loss, like they paid off down the line and they had the pitching left for it. So I think they should hire Gary Henderson full-time. I mean, the Schlossnagel's not coming. You think they get Dan McDonald, Austin? That's kind of what they're all hanging their hat on right now. Him and the Texas Tech coach, Tadlock? I don't think Tadlock's going to come. I mean, he went to Texas Tech. He has good support there. They're hosting a super. I, I think – but McDonald just had a bad season. Louisville's a new AD. I mean, it's it's at least possible. Kendall Rogers is saying he's in the mix. I don't know. Well, they just going to be crazy to be like pay somebody $2 million. Yeah, they were going to pay Schlossnagel $2 million. It's just crazy. I mean, I you got to give them credit. They're not afraid to spend their money. Um, and sometimes, you know, you wish Ole Miss was more like that. How much money have – what's the final number on this Duty Noble renovation? I think it starts like $75, $80 million. I mean, it's got to be the most expensive college stadium in the country. Did it stay there? The mo- Yeah, I think it's going to end up costing that. I mean, yeah, the uh, the renderings have been revised. And in, uh, the apartments in left field I don't think are ready for another couple more years maybe. But they're spending, they're, they're spending like $75 million on this, yeah. Does Bianca, it's almost like Bianco needs to, it's well documented Tom Coughlin changed his whole approach mm-hmm. and got and relaxed between 06 and 07 and the Giants took notice of the change of their of their coach's demeanor and everything ended up winning a Super Bowl it's almost like Bianco just needs to have a more much more laid back laissez-faire because you can because he's very much I mean a process guy a uh-huh. here are the rules follow them and the team follows you know more or less follows the rules and everything 
I almost, I mean, and you don't want to lose structure in the program, but it's uh. almost like Joe needs to kind of promote the promote a hey, let's go out here and have fun type deal because they get tight in these crazy re, you know, double elimination game formats, yeah. and it doesn't work. Versus, you kind of almost need this uh, this sense of hey, we're here to have fun and we're going to relax and go do it. I mean, it sucks because that should have been the attitude you had when you're playing at home in front of these huge crowds against a team from the OVC. Hey, like, this- you should have been it's loose. Fun. You should have it's been hit. It's fun to be here in front of all these people. And- yeah, they're they're gonna love you. All you gotta do is you know hit the ball. But damn, so many pop ups, so many ground balls, man. Just oh, the contact was so bad yesterday. And the the crazy thing is, you would think after getting to Omaha in fourteen, you would relax, but they right. probably had like the worst four year stretch of his tenure in the last four years. Well, this year's team was the best team in school history. Also, you keep you keep forgetting that somehow. I'm not sure. How you're forgetting that it was, I do like, it was actually really, really good. Um, no. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what else we can really say about it. it, it we'll, we'll, change will happen when we see it. I feel like I don't, I don't necessarily think it's going to, but yeah, maybe Bianco could get introspective like that and and, and relax a little bit. I don't know. Like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, there was something else that we were going to talk about, boys. Do we do we think the windows open one more year? With that, with that class, I think uh, the window is more closed next year than it was this year. But, but it's still they relative. Have, they have experience. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll it's see. still Bianco coaching. Things have to change. Instead of, instead of like the Ole Miss like baseball boot camp that yeah. Bianco does every year, yeah, the Omaha thing he calls it Omaha. Yeah, yeah, the Omaha. He ought to have a damn like Gus's chicken eating contest. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah, I had some, gu- I had say, some guys. Guys, we're gonna fuck off and see who can eat the most fried chicken here in an hour. Or some yeah, shit. They, they should. They need to have more fun. I agree. Loose up. They a need. Bit. I mean, he needs to just go or, you know, who, who got? I mean, where's uh, who's the Justin Bell? Any Justin Bell to come run a damn like Chick Fil A eating contest? Saw him the day. Goes to my gym. He's a good guy. Yep. Or maybe they should just ban the word Omaha from the locker room. Hmm. I feel like that's going to result in more tightness when it gets <laughs> close to you. I don't know. I mean, I think another thing that Bianco needs to think about seriously is like being more flexible and experimenting more with his lineups um, because they really played the same lineup all year, and the result was that he starts Cockrell in both games yesterday. Uh, Keenan is hurt. I mean, he's playing good defense at third base, but he's not producing at the plate. As I said, Olenek completely stagnant for the past month. He's up there in the two hole. I mean, just try some stuff out, man. I mean, in hindsight, you didn't have anything to lose. Jesus. The, but the crazy thing is that first game, which I thought they won because of Mike's man- managing. Yeah, like, they he, did. He the sort of video did thing. The, and yeah, they did. They pinched Tim Rowe, then they pinched Rain with her video, mm-hmm. and it all worked. Yeah, but then, then, like, then Mike just did not try any of that in the two elimination games or the regional championship. But the flip, but the flip side is is that if you change the lineup, it's a panic move after you've had the, the, the but best that's, But that's what I'm saying. Like, Don't make it a panic move. Make it more of your identity to be flexible and to play around with this stuff. Yeah, if, it, it, if it means change, you lose a couple regular lineup, seasons. Change your lineup every six games just to change the lineup. That's yeah. what I'm that's saying. Keep it keep it fresh. Like You can still have your lineup that is your go-to but I, I think you need to be more flexible so that when you change stuff up, it doesn't seem like a panic move. And even if it does seem like a panic move, hell what, this is year 19 next year? 
whatever you're doing hasn't really worked all that well outside of one trip to Omaha. So maybe don't be afraid to try new things. You know, you know like just it, that's that's what I would wish for Bianco is to not just keep doing everything exactly the same every year and hoping for a different result. But hell, who knows? That's insanity. Exactly. No, that's the that's the NBA playoffs, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. Have, have either of y'all watched any of the NBA playoffs? Cause I, cause yeah, I, cause I, a little. I like Le- I like LeBron. That I'm a I've LeBron fan. LeBron, LeBron in the East in the Eastern Conference playoffs is fun as hell to watch. Yeah, yeah. That, I've watched none. I've watched none of the finals because I'm just I'm I'm, I'm fatigued. Well, I, had, I, I was watching that game where Jr. did that. One. Yeah. Oh, I, I did watch the last minute of game one, and that was just absolutely hysterical. Yeah. That was. But at that point, everybody knew this series is over. There's no point in watching any yeah. more of it. Yeah, I think you're right. What should Mike Bianco should like have a clown nose on the opening press conference? Of <laughs> I mean, he needs he needs to just shit. change his personality. Like he oh, he needs know, to like needs start to wearing Hawaiian shirts or some shit. Do either of y'all remember when Clinton Porter started wearing like costumes and shit to press conferences yeah. in 05 <laughs> and 06? You remember Bro Sweets? Imagine Mike Bianco had a different like different costume for every weekly press conference. That'd be great. I mean, the Madden does shit like that with the Cubs, right? Like player costume of the week. Days. Yeah, he literally needs to go every Joe Madden trick. Like, you know, wear a I, pair. Of I would support it. it. It broke the Cubs curse. Yeah, I mean, listen, you have not that curses are real. Not that curses are real because if you read the internet, curses are not real. You're right. Well, this was the best team in uh in school history. Um, I mean. That way, when everybody's got a tight asshole in Game Seven of Regional, you go, "Hey, who, who's going? You know, who wants a damn clown outfit?" I mean, also <laughs> maybe like freaking like cuss more, dude. Like just chill. Like like stop. Um, Mike gets uh, he gets too tight. Yeah, I, I, I he he needs to chill. He ought to sit there with his team, be like, "How bad is this strike zone going to be today?" That bozo's two inches. Yeah, outside. seriously, get a little get a little Ron Polk in you, man. Come on, that strike zone was atrocious. I, I do I do think at some point when the when the team was not hit getting in gear in game six or game seven I feel like Mike should have gotten himself run. Yeah, I mean it couldn't it couldn't have hurt. He needed to do something oh, to change they, it. Mike Mike runs a choir boy program, uh-huh. and if they're uh, but Mike has gone run if before, and it has. If their priest goes and gets run, and they're just gonna sulk. Mm. That's not like a John Cohen team. John Cohen can go get run, and his 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 group of you know his redneck group will respond. The Bianco <laughs> team's not going to respond well, to him getting. I, I do think there's a lack of energy and leadership in the dugout. I think Rollison was part of that throughout the season, and guess what was happening with Rollison during the elimination game? He was getting drafted in the first round, a little bit distracted. You know, his mind wasn't really you know, all in Oxford. Point. Let's talk about the captains here for a minute. Feigl was a captain, but Feigl was so up and down. And Feigl was good on the mound, but he's a passive guy. Like I don't, I don't think of him as like a fiery guy in the bullpen. Oh, he like has a bad performance and gets upset over it. He's not really a captain demeanor, if you will. You know um, what I didn't like? Mike was wearing glasses in the last game yesterday. Come on, man, put in your contacts, go kick ass. You're John, a freaking nerd. You, you what's funny about what you just said about the captains? Yep. I literally heard the same thing about the 2013 captains, and I, so maybe next year is maybe next year will be like 14 because I feel like that was kind of the knock on the 13 captains was they were pat they were more passive. Well, the well, captains next year should be yeah it's gonna be like what Kessinger Dillard, 
Uh, yeah, because this year you had Feigl, who's not Kessinger, really Dillard, Zabowski going to be a captain Golson, next year. Etheridge, Golson, maybe. I'm okay with Golson. And then you had a – who the hell am I forgetting? It's just Rollison and Feigl were the captains, right? Rollison. No, the, oh, yeah, Rollison was a sophomore, so he wasn't the captain. Who, who was another was captain? Golson. Feigl and Golson. Oh, there's just, just those two. I mean, hell, make Parker Caracci a captain next year. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was a lack of effort or a lack of energy on his part. That's yeah, I know. I mean, he, if anybody can can tell them like shut up and do your job, it's Caracci. I yeah, well, I don't know. Caracci, it's Diller, it's Kessinger next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, like that, that. I think I think that's a lot similar to the captain core from fourteen with Allen and Anderson and Orris. Here's yeah. the one. If you want to spin this for optimism next year, here's your path. Dillard and Kessinger are going to be as key as anybody on that team. But Dillard's the best player on the team, and he is hey, criminally underrated. They are from Oxford. They are going to have unwavering local support. Yes. That, from a psyche standpoint, could very well propel them to kind of get over the Oh shit, we blew it, huh? Kind of like you know, you're our guy, you're, you're our local guy. Versus if you had a, you know, if they weren't, I think being from Oxford really helps them. Yeah, and Kessinger, and they're both they're both from uh, Ole Miss families, right? Didn't Dillard's uh, grandfather play fullback or something? Yeah, they may, and they and I can see, and, and Kessinger has that. I think the right definitely has the right disposition. Dillard yeah. too. That to we're gonna. We're going to shove it up Perception's ass or something. You know what I really want to see next year that might be crazy? I mean, I would have liked to have seen it this year as I went on the stretch. Like, I would like to see Thomas Dillard in the two-hole because I think he can make yeah. stuff happen. Yes. I, yes. I, want, I would like Kessinger, Dillard, Keenan, Zabowski, I want to say, the top of the order. That would, that would be something I would like to see. Um, and, hey – I, I know there, we. I, is there I a way you can split Zabowski and Dil, and uh, and Keenan with? Mate, what Keenan. if? Uh, hmm. I know. I know he's he's gotten a lot of criticism his Olenek way, but Lowell. Cooper did have a hit that kind of started things in that yeah. first game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cooper's gonna play every day. I mean, Cooper needs to go have a good summer offensively. He needs hey, to get his his mojo back behind the plate. What are you saying? Fortez was a cat. That's that's it. Fortez was yeah, a cat. Yeah, Fortez was. And he's a good Fortez was a good captain. Fortez kicked ass. I mean, obviously, just like everybody else, he could have come through bigger, you know, when the season was on the line. But he had a good season. He got drafted pretty high. Fourth round, is that right today? He he, he got decent draft pick from what I saw. I forget. Um I'll tell you too, this is this is getting nitpicky. Rollison has a ton of talent. Yeah, but it's a, he he would always quote unquote pitch well, but give up two runs. Yeah, he wasn't like a from just a, he was not the go out there. I'm going to give you eight shutout innings one night. I'm he wasn't he, he wasn't Drew or Chris or no, or he wasn't quite. He he wasn't He's even too fine. Just, he he was too fine with his his stuff. From, he would throw from, too many pitches. From an ace presence standpoint, he wasn't even Brady Bramlett. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting hypothesis. Because Brady Bramlett, now he was not. He didn't. He wasn't an ace talent wise, but he was an ace mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was. He I was. Put Bramlett's mentality 
on taking the ball Friday night with yeah. Rollison's arm talent, yeah. I mean, you would have an animal. Top 10 pitch. pitch. So, so is Etheridge your guy? Yeah, I think, it, I think Etheridge Friday, Fowler Saturday, Roth Sunday. That's pretty good rotation. It's not terrible. The problem is you got you to gotta replace all those guys in the bullpen. Well, I feel, like got, I feel like you got like three Saturday guys, but not a Friday yeah, guy. Yeah, here, you do. Here's the thing, though, is you got to – you can go find bullpen arms and JUCO and mm-hmm. people evolve and all that, all that kind of shit. I, I think if you got to come up with something, the bullpen's kind of a spot to go do it. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, we. You, I mean, but you, but you got guys though. You got Austin Miller. You got Max Trophy. Trophy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean, you still have Greer Holston in there. Uh, obviously, like Carisi at the back is solid. Is MacArthur back as a senior? I don't know, man. He's, he's, going, he's going pro. I hope he does. He can he can go. Yeah, I would. I don't think he can help himself by coming back. I don't think he can help the team by coming back. Or himself. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying from a selfish perspective, I it's addition by subtraction. Uh because he was he he was too good when he was on for Mike not to start him, but he could really derail a game fast, as we saw in uh, the the second game against Tennessee Tech. Um, yeah, I mean they need to find more pitching. They need to figure out the outfield. The infield's going to be solid. Um, Jacob Adams, I assume, will play second again. I I I wonder if Sir Video can play outfield because I really like that kid. Uh, I mean, we do we do we do tend to play infielders in the outfield. That put tends to put Sir Video. Is it too much of a stretch to move a fast guy to center just because he's fast? That's probably a bad idea, right? He should probably be like Sir a right. Video, Sir Video has to play every day. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's either right field or center, right? Those are his spots with Adams and Kessinger playing yeah, second and short. Cooper replaces Fortes. Yeah. You got Zabacki at first. You have Keenan at third. Adams at second. Kessinger's it's short. short. Yeah. And then Servideo can be your shortstop after Kessinger leaves after next oh, Sir, year. Servideo could pass Adams. That would yeah. shock me. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and and or maybe Adams can play right. I think Adams could definitely play right for sure. Adams is a great athlete. Um, yeah, uh, I really like you know, Servideo though. And well, your center fielder just you 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 lost him in the past twenty four yeah. hours. Yep, yep. I think Joe Gray was penciled in there for sure. So I don't know what the plan is now for that. They would actually more or less have their lineup next year. Then. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit looking yeah, forward to the offense next year with Gray. The video and Adams, somebody plays right, and then Gray comes and plays center. Who knows? Yeah, it could have been. It could have been really good. Uh, but alas, alas. Oh, well. I mean, there's still going to be – I want you know, you talk about the lineup. I wonder if the lineup is like Kessinger – uh, can you put Keenan in the two hole and maybe, or, or or could you could you lead off like Sir Video and bump Kessner down to the two hole and just move everybody back one? Yeah, that would make sense. So go Sir Video Kessinger, but, the, but you still have the same problem where you you have Zabowski Keenan back to back somewhere. Maybe you well, get back I, Keenan I, third, Dillard I, fourth, Zabowski fifth. I just want Dillard higher than fourth. You could bet Dillard lead off. Be really crazy. Oh, Schwarber style. Yeah, the Schwarber comps have been there since he came to Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, he can run. Uh, he was the best stolen base guy on the team. No, that's that's actually true. I mean, 
it sounds crazy when you look at him and his profile and his power, but see, this is the thing. I want Bianco. You, you get fifty six games. Like let's let's experiment a little bit at least. Phillips should let's... lead off four games. Yeah, let's let's try it. Let's see what happens. Two of them be an SEC game. Just do it. Yeah, I I would like. Uh, honest that. to God, I would move the lineup around. You might lose a couple more games in the regular season, but I think but it we... helps you stay looser. But when you need when you need to change something up in the postseason it to get a spark feels, going, it it's not awkward. Weird. It's not, yeah, it it's doesn't not a feel pain. foreign. So I think that would be a great change for Bianco. He just needs to be more flexible because I think that will translate into less pressure later on if you kind of set up different expectations from the beginning. If you want to throw if you want to throw Ryan Olenek in a start of midweek, you can do it. <laughs> that was funny though when he pitched. He, he did okay. He did okay. Oh man! I mean, Tennessee Tech's right fielder mode. mode us oh, down. Tennessee Tech's right fielder destroyed Ole Miss. It's seven plus ERA destroyed him. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'd rather not think about it. How does that? Jeez. A brutal day. Oh well. All right. Uh, do we get to everything you guys want to talk about? Yep. You know, next year's team. It's gonna be interesting. It'll be interesting. They they may. They won't have the expectations this year did. Yeah. Because of who all got drafted. Uh huh. Could they? Oh, boy. I'm going to go here. <laughs> T. Martin in 98 at Tennessee. Probably weren't thinking Ooh. that's where I was going to go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was not my prediction. I have no idea where I came up with that one in my head. But it's a, it is a good one, though. I see where you're going. You see, just kind of that—that was not as talented as the Peyton Manning teams, but they won a title, you know. Yeah. This Capitals team that's probably that's one one away from a cup is not the most talented Capitals team that's ever been. And in hindsight, uh, maybe not getting the national seed would have been good for them. And I mean, maybe maybe next year, if you're a host, you're lower than eight, or if you're a two seed somewhere, maybe that turns out to be a blessing in disguise. I don't know. Yeah, because I I mean the. Because the SEC national season did not do too great. Georgia no. got run. Georgia and Ole Miss, Ole Miss lost. Got run. Florida went to an elimination game with FAU. I mean, look, Vandy and State won. Auburn. 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 And Auburn. And Auburn. But when you look at the bracket, it's obvious they were trying to get the SEC teams out. At least the big – like, okay, so they put Florida, Arkansas, Georgia, Ole Miss all on the same side of the bracket, right? Yeah, because yeah, they, they didn't want all SEC. Right, right, which makes sense. But but then I I just I think that they were trying to get some of those teams out. It worked for them for for Georgia and Ole Miss. But on the other side of the bracket, they had a bunch of SEC two seeds win against the ACC, which is absolute trash. It turns out. Funny when it's Vandy, Florida for the ti- for the damn title. Yep, that'd be fun. Yeah. Man, let's, be- can we just acknowledge that Vanderbilt hit nine home runs to eliminate Clemson in the Clemson regional? It's just. I tell you what, they them kicking Clemson's ass like that was. They destroyed them. It was absolutely glorious. Uh, if they could just do the same thing to state now, I would not complain. Yeah. Oh man. Well, another season in the books, boys. I mean, I would say definitely the best season in Ole Miss history. Uh, (laughs) There's no doubt about it, Uh, except for maybe next year. What? Damn it! This T Martin thing. I came on here expecting just to shit all over it. There. I, I'm not saying. I mean, they could totally flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. There's <laughs> actually because here because see now they got to find a center fielder. But shit, they they're not gonna they're gonna be better than I thought they would be going through this after looking at next year. Yeah, 
If you told me, if you told me Will Etheridge, like became the Friday guy and was really good next year, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, at all. like a Christian Trent kind of an idea. Oh, he'd be better than that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he wasn't supposed to be better than he Will, turned Will out being Ath- better than he was supposed to be. Will Etheridge can be Chris Ellis. Yeah, I mean, Etheridge is damn good. Do we, we forget when he started some last year and was just mowing people down? I mean, and, and the other of, thing too is like he's gonna try to pitch, you know, to get drafted. Like, yeah, you know, and one appearance a week will be good for him. Exactly. We've already proved. I mean, he's really a starter anyway. Yeah. I mean, I I think there are some holes to fill, but probably less holes than in a lot of seasons. Could MacArthur? Oh boy, you guys are gonna love this one. Could MacArthur <laughs> come back? I don't think he's coming back. Go to well, I don't think he comes back either. Hypothetical though, <laughs> could he come back and be the closer? What about Caracy? <laughs> well, or be a setup like, yeah. like tell. Oh, tell MacArthur, your job's pitching inning, wind it up to 96. You're a fastball guy anyway. Yeah, well, and he comes on and walks to you, and then he gets pulled. I mean, oh, yeah, he walks the first <laughs> to you. Now. I mean, I just, he, I'm he sorry. Would, I don't like him. Austin, he'd be a better hot Buchanan. That's what he'd be. Yeah. <laughs> man, awesome. oh, man. Okay, but from a, from a, um, a fan engagement, a fan interest standpoint, how do you possibly restore any kind of confidence? And you had, you got two Oxford boys playing juniors. And I, I, I think the the real answer there is you have a seven and five, six and six football team. I mean that there are people that want to win because they've tied their self worth up in uh, college athletics. They've chosen Ole Miss for whatever reason because they're dumbasses. Uh, and if they can't win in football, which they're not gonna be able to. And they can't win in basketball, which I mean, they're they're not gonna. I mean, they could do fine, and they're still not gonna win anything meaningful. They're gonna put all their hopes and dreams on the team again next year, even though they got burned this year. That's my opinion. Yeah. I've been around Ole Miss fans enough. Well, Austin, it's, well, but what do you do differently in the postseason to not have it happen again? You you have to win your regional. Yeah, it, it might whether be you're a two or, or it's in Oxford. A press conference every week. Say again. What'd you say? Yeah, I mean, loosen up a little bit, Ch- change some things up. I mean, let's have some more fun. I think that would. That if would Mike Minko showed up with like a muscle relaxer and said, "Yeah, I'm getting the tightness <laughs> out or something," oh, he gotta do that. He's that'd be it. really good. That would that'd be really good. Be, I would be all in on that. He'd, he'd be like, "Yeah, we're not doing. You know what? I'm changing up this year. I'm not gonna get so tight." Should I should I tag him in the tweet when I post this episode? Yeah. <laughs> Say, Mike, gonna, we got some ideas. Mike, you need to talk to Tom Coughlin, okay? Yep. Because yep. it worked. Yep. Yep. I mean, he, he, I mean, he eventually got fired, but it did work. I mean, l- let's be real. <laughs> Austin, if, if we won two national titles, like we'd, we'd build a statue of Bianco. Two yep. statues. Yep. One for each title. We'd make him – yeah, we'd – shit. We renamed the school after him, University of Mike Bianco. We bet, sounds better than University of Ole Miss. We, we lowered the speed limit to five. Oh, no. You know what we do? We would change the uh, mascot to the Biancos because we got to get rid of Rebels anyway at some point. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I agree. Anyway, I mean, because here's the deal. You don't they're, – they're good coaches from an X and O standpoint. You're not going to get a better coach from that deal. Uh-huh. I mean, but we're you, talking about yeah. a tweak or two. If they it's the other stuff. Game it's last the other night, stuff. Yeah, it's, it, it's the attitude. It's finite with this. Bianco just, hell, it's your 19th year. Screw it. 
You know. So this, I mean, it, Austin, you personally, if if they beat Tennessee Tech in that last game, say they win four three, it's as close as it could get. They go they go zero and two in Austin. You feel you still feel like it's a better season? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I just I just just wondering. I don't know where you fall on that. Like it's still like what, somewhat what, of a failure, are there? Though, right? Are y'all there too? Yeah, Is I that... mean it's definitely better. I, I'm I'm sick of getting beat on the home field. Like that's just awful. But it's it, it, the the results are not that different. But it's still it's a hump that you got over that he did not get to. I also think it doesn't feel as bad if, if they had just lost that first game the first time, and then you lose the their game yeah. six. Just like you ran out of pitching, you or you know. Yeah, well, what they should have done, which is get through their pitchers to the right fielder and then score runs. Like that, you at least feel like, well, we did that. We did what we were supposed to do instead of we completely failed. Yeah, yeah. it would be better. Oh well. I mean, you know. What? What, John? Nah, nothing. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, we've given a. I think we've given a lot of food for thought here. We've given a lot of constructive tips for Coach Mike Bianco. Thanks for listening, Coach. Uh, we always love having you in the audience. Uh, you know, just some just some ideas. You know, maybe maybe pick up a couple of them for next season. But still, hey, that what? could that could be a weekly segment on the show. Ideas for Bianco. It could. Okay, I like it. That's... it was, it's it's the new Mike Sherman halftime activities. <laughs> For those who remember that being a thing, like a decade ago. Oh man! All right. Well, yeah. Some some things to think about, but still, I mean, it's I, there's no indication that they won't be tight in the postseason next year and lose in an extremely similar fashion. But the team should still be decent on paper. So whatever, we'll worry about it in February. Uh, for now, closing the book on this Ole Miss baseball season. Uh, and I mean, for now, closing the book on Bianco, he is who he is until he proves us, uh, different, you know, until he can do something differently other than 2014. Uh, I think that's going to be the narrative for him. Obviously, uh, the Tennessee tech goes and wins the national championship. He can feel a little better about himself, but still, you know, it's a, it's a moral victory for sure. Um, we talked a little bit about what was what else was going on in the tournament. I'm not sure how much we're going to talk about it moving forward. I mean, I hey, think, we can talk about we can talk about Arkansas if they win the yeah, they super. Oh, nothing would make going, me happier. I just love I talking may, about Arkansas. Uh, I may be going on Sunday. All right, well, have fun, Austin. That's fun for you. Uh, <laughs> I I'm not that interested in that. Uh, we're gonna try to do some fun stuff this summer. Uh, you probably won't see us in your feed every week. You know, just. Um, as many ideas and as much content as we can come up with, we'll, uh, send it your way. But, uh, it's another, uh, Ole Miss sports year in the books, guys. Uh, everybody get excited about starting off, uh, the, the 2018, 2019 calendar with a Matt Luke team in Houston versus Texas tech. I know I'm already excited. I think I am probably going to go. So 11 a.m. Kick. You ready? Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's, that's what I dream about. That's what every kid grows up dreaming of playing uh, in Houston at 11 a.m. on September 1st. Or... Hey, remember that time that Mississippi State, Oklahoma State, played at 11 and nobody was there? Yeah, well, and that was the game that afterwards their, uh, Scott Strickland apologized for scheduling a quality <laughs> opponent in game one because that was his bad. Yeah, that was classic. That was good stuff. All right, we'll leave you with that happy memory. What, you going to say something, John? Can you imagine if Scott Strickland said that as AD of Florida? Florida? No, I can't. I can't imagine it. It's too funny, I mean, dude. It's too funny. He knows how to play. Just like all, Mullen, Strickland knows how to play his audience. Yeah. Yeah. State fans were but happy he, but, to hear that. Excuse. But he's, he could say it, and it'd be, as a, it'd be a huge dig at Florida State, and his fan base would love it. That would, yeah. 
<laughs> that would be funny. All right, man. Well, yeah, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, I won't say it was a fun baseball season. It had its fun moments. It ended in disappointment. The season as a whole is a failure. If you couldn't pick up on what I was saying, I was being sarcastic when I said over and over this was the best team in school history, et cetera, et cetera. Like a lot of the players, dislike some of the players. You know, Bianco's a great guy, whatever. He gets tight in the postseason. That's where we are. Um, guys, got anything you want to plug? Any uh, unfinished business before we wrap up the show? Nope, we're good. Okay. Austin, you're good? I'm good. We'll pick. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you so much. All right. Well, Austin, thank you for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure to have you, my friend. We're for real. Hotty toddy. Same I'm to you. Friend. Oh, that's sweet of you to throw that in there for us. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, not going to be too worried about hotty toddy for, for the next few months, dude. You know, I think after the last three years of doing this podcast, uh, we kind of earned a summer off of having to be Ole Miss fans. So, you know, that's maybe the silver lining to, to what just happened in Oxford. In the uh, we're going to next episode. We're going to talk about the, uh, we're going to be media. We're going to be media critics. We're about to be, uh, we're going to be film critics next episode. So tune in for our, uh, breakdown of Godfrey's foe 30 for 30. I've only watched a little bit of it, but it is well-made. Uh, you know, it's always nice when someone wants to talk about you, right? So it's a it was a fun trip down memory lane when I watched. Yeah, a fun a fun trip of member of awful memories. I love it. All the right, biggest so, thing of the whole deal may not even really have happened yet. So I know. We, so really, Godfrey's no better than Steve Robertson writing the book, right? It's too early. Yeah, you got to wait we, and see. The fake media needs correction. But the good thing about Godfrey's thing is you do this four-part series. You can always do more parts later, right? I mean, he didn't present it as one single thing. I don't know. I'll have to watch. We will get back to you. We will uh, review that for you on the show in the coming weeks. Going to look out for that. But like I said, thank you, Austin. Thank you, John. Uh, Yeah, another year in the books. We'll talk to you again later. find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too 
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.